Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Um, I do need some help, though. We're reading through the whole chapter today, and um, three people that feel comfortable enough reading out loud in a mic, would you raise your hand? You don't have to read the whole thing. Chapter 3. I'll, I'll give you the verses to read. I just need three people to help read. Yep, come on up. Come on up, we need a fella. Sam, come on up. All right, so... <laughs> Go ahead and come on up here. Um, Kendall, I'll have you read verses 1 through 8. Uh, I'll have you read verses 9 through 15. And then Sam 16 through 22. So go ahead and read the passage for us, please. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Good job. Okay. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceived that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be already has been, and God seeks what has been driven away. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them, that they may see what they themselves are but beasts. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beast, for all is vanity. All go to one place, all are from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of the beast goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? Thank you. Um, let me pray, and we'll dive into the passage. God, we love you. We thank you for your word, for the chance to open it, to look into it, Lord, and also take inventory of what's happening in our hearts. So God, we give you this time. We ask that you would speak to us, Lord, through your word, and that the time that we have together would be um, fruitful, edifying, and 
convicting and challenging, Lord. We love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. You probably didn't read this passage and feel uh, slightly encouraged <laughs> in any way. Um, you've probably maybe heard this passage if you attended uh, a service of some sort. You, this passage about seasons has probably been read over you and to, to comfort people. Um, and before we get too far into it, I do want to bring us to the one main idea, the lens by which I want us to look through this passage is one line, and it's uh, actually a dedication page from a book, Pilgrim's Progress. And the, the bottom line is, long is the journey, good is the king. Long is the journey, and good is the king. That's the, the lens by which I want us to look through um, this passage as we dive in. Long is the journey, good is the king. So we're talking about seasons. I love seasons. We live in the Midwest. We experience all sorts of seasons. Uh, yesterday it was fall. Today it's summer. That's just the way it is. Fall's now over. And uh, it's just, um, you just have to learn to live with the changes of the seasons. I do appreciate the seasons, some more than others. Um, I like snow for about 20 seconds, <laughs> and then I'm done with it. Any uh, snow haters? Praise be. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, fall and spring are my two favorite, but unfortunately, we get about two weeks of that, so that's neat. Um, but, you know, the seasons just come and go. The beautiful thing that we're going to learn about seasons, if you haven't already, is that seasons are not forever. There's always a start date. There's always an end date. Seasons don't last forever. Um, but we're not only talking about like weather seasons. That's just kind of like our way of picturing it, though. We have this word picture of seasons, but we also, also are going to talk more about uh, seasons of life that you've experienced. They can be good, bad, and ugly. And I'm thankful that seasons are just that. Seasons. They're not forever. They don't last forever. There's an end date to every season. Now, that's a good truth and maybe an unfortunate truth. If you're in a good season, ah, there's an end date. But if you're in a bad season, you're like, oh, this isn't going to last forever. This is kind of encouraging. There's good to seasons. There's also bad and unfortunate. That comes with seasons. But seasons are bound by time. I'm going to show you in Scripture why it's a good thing that seasons of life are bound by time. So we're going to kind of look at the first section that was read, verses 1 through 8. If you just want to kind of look at that in your Bible, it's kind of laid out a little differently than the rest of the passage. That's because this is a poem. I'm not going to go into like great depth of the different seasons that is described, but I do want to point out something. Verse 2 says, a time to give birth and a time to die. This is essentially the beginning of the poem, and it starts out with the moment that your life clock starts and the moment your life clock ends. And the rest of the poem till verse 8 is everything in between your birth to your death, is everything in between. It's these seasons. 
And so I want you to take just a few moments. Erica, I think, gave us a, a few moments last week to just breathe and be and to ponder and to pray. And I want to give us just a few moments. If you were to think, like, what season am I in currently? And it may not, you may not find it exactly in Ecclesiastes, but that could give you some points of reference of like, what season am I currently facing right now? What season are you finding yourself in? Just think and find, find that in your own heart. Take a few moments. The good news is that seasons don't last forever. If you find yourself just caught in discouragement or bound by habits, frustrated, sad, seasons don't last forever. And I know that you, we're all kind of facing similar seasons. Some of us are kind of in similar situations, but there's a vast number of seasons represented in this room. If we were to take like a, like a silent tally where you would just write out your seasons, we'd have a vast list of the different seasons that we're experiencing. We're all finding ourselves in different seasons, good, bad, and ugly, when it comes to the things that we're experiencing. I want to point out, just continue on, verses 9 through 15. I want to kind of focus in on verse 11. If you see it in your Bible, I want you to read along with me. It says, He has made everything appropriate in its time. The, the good season, he's made appropriate in its time. The bad season, he's made it appropriate in its time. Now, I don't like that necessarily, especially if I'm in a bad season. I don't like that that's appropriate. Now, I think if we were the one actually calling the shots, none of us would sign ourselves up for a good dose of a bad season. I don't think we would do that. I want to just bypass the bad season. I want to learn from everyone else's bad seasons, but not experience them myself. I think we'd all sign up for that if we had the option, that I could just learn from someone else who learned the hard way. But sometimes we have to go through hard, unfortunate seasons. And, and in verse 11, it says, He has made everything appropriate in its time. Even the hard season that you're just struggling through, and it's just a grind to make it through the day. I've been there, I've had those seasons, and it's been awful. Those have been also seasons and moments of growth, that those seasons can be good, good things that come from those, because long is the journey and good is the king that he has made everything appropriate in its time, he has also put eternity in their hearts. He's also put eternity in their hearts. Now that is an obscure thing to say. It's a little abstract. And if you're kind of like a literal person and you think like he's placed eternity in our hearts, like what in the world does that even mean? The funny thing about 
that we see about a poem, this poem that we saw in verses one through eight, this poem was talking about, it's a time, it's a time, it's a time, it's a time. He kept talking about time. And then it says, now he's placed eternity in our hearts. And the thing is, is that eternity does not play by time's rules. Eternity is, is completely different. Eternity does not have a beginning. Eternity doesn't have an end. And time is bound to a timeline. There has to be a start and there has to be a finish when you're messing with time. Because seasons are bound by time. But he has placed eternity in our hearts. This is, again, unique. What Solomon is getting at, though, is very important. He, God, has placed a longing in our hearts for heaven. Like, we're longing for heaven. And I don't know if you've been able to put words to that yet, but sometimes when you're just experiencing just the muck of life or you just see tragedy strike or just things just keep happening, you're like, why is this happening? Like, we are longing for something. And that is resolve, that God would make all things right again. That we, he has placed eternity in our hearts. We are longing for heaven. We have this draw towards eternity and not towards just the brokenness of this life. Seasons come and go. But eternity does not play by time's rules. Now we have a desire that is outside of this earth. And that's why we long for this world to not be as it is. And this world, if you haven't noticed, is fallen and broken and stained and wretched. And we long for things to be made right and that we, this will only happen outside of this world. And sin has brought this upon ourselves. Verses 16 through 22, I'm just going to kind of briefly read it. I also observed under the sun, there is wickedness at the place of judgment and there is wickedness at the place of righteousness. I said to myself, God will judge the righteous and the wicked since there is a time for every activity and every work. I said to myself, this happens so that God may test the children of Adam and they may see for themselves that they are like animals. For the fate of the children of Adam and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so dies the other, and they all have the same breath. People have no advantage over animals since everything is futile. All are going to the same place, all come from dust, and all return to dust. Who knows if the spirits of the children of Adam go upward and the spirits of animals go downward to the earth. I have seen that there is nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because that is his reward. For who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies? I mean, what a somber passage. This is just so weighty. What Solomon is getting at is that all of this life, all this, what happens in this world, it is meaningless without Jesus. It is absolutely meaningless without Jesus. He, he goes into comparing um, man and animals and not knowing what they're all just going to go return to dust like all that this is all that there is without jesus just enjoy life now enjoy the seasons as they come and go but all of it is meaningless 
And so if you were to look at this statement and those that are not in Christ, you literally get the part that long is the journey. That's it, period, no comma. Long is the journey. Enjoy the seasons. They come and go. There's a time for good, time for bad. Enjoy the ride. But in the midst of our hard seasons, and I'm not sure what your hard season is. It could have been due to your decisions. It could have been due to the decisions of someone else. And it could have just been the reality that we live in a sinful, broken world. Whatever has made your season hard or difficult, good is the king. Good is the king. And I know that to be true. I know that's what we see in God's word. And it's what Kurt talked about this morning. Long is the journey. And good is the king. So you may be here this evening finding yourself longing to be out of your current season. Whether you find yourself in a hopeless season of depression, you find yourself just circling thoughts of doubt, a long cycle of harmful decisions that leave you feeling used and broken and hurting. Maybe you find yourself in a season where you're just having a hard time seeing the light that's supposedly at the end of a tunnel. And you find yourself making decisions that either hurt yourself or hurt others because you're longing for something. You're living in the reality that this world is extremely fractured and the world is not operating as it was created to be. Genesis 1 and 2 gives us a picture of what it was like like God and Adam walked in the garden. I mean, like what a picture. If you could just picture like what it was like to just Adam and God in perfect union walking together. We're longing for that. Because Genesis 3 happened and everything, the book changed after Genesis 3. And now we're longing. We're longing for things to be made right again. Our hearts are longing for all things to be made right. So whether you're able to actually verbalize that, put that into words, our hearts have eternity placed in them and we're longing for that eternity. And God, knowing this, sent Jesus to live the life here on earth, experiencing the seasons of life that we experienced. One of the most comforting things that I know about God and have experienced about God is that God understands. He understands you. And I want you to know that, that God understands you. Have you ever just like been so frustrated at a person or a parent because they just don't understand? I think we desire like to be known in that way. I want to be understood. And the thing that we know about God is that God understands you. He created you and he understands you better than you understand you. Jesus understands because he lived in this broken world and he experienced the seasons for himself. He experienced birth into a fractured world. He experienced interacting with those that are sick and crippled that are experiencing brokenness in a new way. 
Jesus experienced healing those that are sick. There was a time for him to build up and there was a time for him to tear down. There was a time for him to weep for his friends. And there was even a time for Jesus to die. Now he took the curse of sin upon himself that was meant for you turning the most horrific murder on this side of heaven and turning it into the most triumphal victory man has ever known. And that triumph is broken, hopeless sinners experiencing salvation through faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins so that you and God can be united, walking, restoring that resolve that is longing in your heart So may the seasons of life that we experience, the good, bad, and ugly seasons that you're experiencing, may they always point us back to Jesus. That your seasons may be very inconsistent. Jesus is very consistent. The seasons and the people that God has placed in your life may be wishy-washy. But Jesus is steadfast, immovable, That even when our life is broken and fragmented, we can always turn to him because long is the journey and good is the king. Amen? I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give you guys time to, a little more time than usual probably in your D groups, but I want us to actually have a moment to share, like, this is the season that I'm in. What you were, I gave you time to do, continue fleshing that out. This is the season that I think I'm in. And to know that we are not alone in this. God has placed eternity in our hearts and a part of that longing is done in fellowship with one another. And so let me pray and then I'll give you guys time in your D groups. God, if we're honest, there are just moments, days, months and seasons where life is just difficult, whether that's due to decisions or just mind games being played on us or whatever the case is, God, seasons are just difficult. But Lord, we are thankful that in the midst of all of the inconsistencies of life, that the consistent thing we can bank on is that you are good. You are good. And so whatever season that we find ourselves in, God, I pray that we would experience your goodness and your nearness to us tonight. God, allow the time in D groups to be a time of being heard and a time to pray and a time to breathe and a time to just be So Lord, we ask for that and we just, we love you for your goodness, Lord. We love you and it's in your name that we pray, amen.